Hey, everyone. This is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? We got a lot to talk about today. We have mm. two two pay-per-views to talk about today. Mm. But before we get into that, cold open question of the week. John Cena is back. Yes. For six more weeks anyway. Yes. Assuming he's a SmackDown talent. Who, if you get one John Cena big match, who do you want it against? All right, I got who, the... What man from the SmackDown roster do you want it to be against? All right, I'm looking through the SmackDown roster right now. And I mean, obvious. The obvious choice is always going to be Roman, but we've seen it already. We've done it. We've done it. And now that I'm looking at the SmackDown roster, there's not a ton of must see matches, but I kind of want to see Cena and LA Knight. They kind of sprinkled the they did sprinkled the seeds at the end of but it. But is that the best use of John Cena? I guess that's the question. We got the LA Knight tease. That would be an easy transition. Yo, I'll tell you what, low key. I'd like to see Cena versus like Solo Sokoa. That yeah, yeah. I think Solo was kind of like there's probably the second or third biggest name on SmackDown right now. And uh he's probably the one who could use the match the most out of anybody I'm looking at. I mean, obviously Solo, everybody could, but. Solo, LA Knight, the, uh, the 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 category of people of people who could who could fight Cena who could really gain from it. Yes. LA Knight, Solo Sokoa, and you gotta go Montez Ford. Okay. He's doing his thing, right? But like, but you know, if they if they how if they somehow worked up to that, that could be huge. Now, there's another category which is like, I'm going to set Roman aside. I was talking to somebody last night, and I was like, I would almost rather Cena just do a Legends tour. <laughs> like, like Edge is apparently off the table. But man, if they just ran back Edge Cena one more time, like that would be the best thing ever. I'd watch so it. I don't know. I don't know if that's feasible. But if not, Rey Mysterio. Shame it, run Seamus Cena back. Like that could be a whole lot of fun. That's a lot of history, Seamus and Cena. Uh, and then you got, I mean, like, listen, Lashley would be great. Yes. Uh, Lashley's almost like else? a buff manager now, right? Like he hasn't. Even I, I don't know. If he, I don't know if he's cleared. Right? I, I he's just he's a buff wrestling. manager. Yeah, I think he's just a buff um, manager right now. You know, I still got a lot of if if, I, if one wild card. Oh my one god, I'm wild bugging. card. Grayson Waller. I mean, Grayson yeah. Waller Cena would would oh yeah go too. Uh. Grayson Waller's like the star of SmackDown now. It's freaking crazy. How fast um, did that happen? No, he's talented, man. Everybody in my family, 
all the like everybody my, my wife or sister like they loved grayson waller just his personality on smackdown um my sleeper pick is carrying cross oh you still, I can see still, Cena. You're still holding on to that carrying cross stock. <laughs> I think Cena's a weird match. I don't think Cena like I, I'm not actually like like drooling for Cena LA Knight. I'm you not, know, like I'm not. It, it would so make like the most like, sense. It, like Cena's like a, Cena's a, Cena's a specific flavor. I, there's certain people like it. I would enjoy seeing a match with him. You know, if and that, I think my my preference would probably be the Legends Tour. Let him let him work Ray. Let him work Sheamus. Jesus, if he could work Edge, that would be the best possible. I know you're supposed to be putting the young guys over. No, no, no. Cena, Edge, old man <laughs> match, like, take all of my money. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I mean, hell, they even teased uh, Cena, Jimmy mm-hmm. Uso a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think I could be interested. And that's, I mean, that's the thing about Cena. You're right. Everything that's actually a good so. use of Jimmy Uso. Yeah, I think well, so. We'll I think so. And and, and you always want to wonder... Who can eat the L, too, right? Because people aren't paying to see Cena lose unless it means something. So I think unless it means something, unless it means something. So well, you always want it to mean something, though. That's the point. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's talk talk pay-per-views, right? Yeah, Yeah, I know. I got us. I got us off course. Let's start the show. (laughs) Let's go. What's going on, jabronis? It's pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Rose Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to the you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. With Kaz. How you doing, buddy? What was with the pause? Are you okay? Was that a... Nah, <laughs> you're going to say the Masked Man podcast? Glitching out over here, yeah. <laughs> the Masked Man um, recording session, therapy session, after this weekend of, of the weekend of too much we wrestling? It. We might we might need it. We might need it. It was, it was. I told Brian I woke up today. I was just like, I'm just going to run through the matches real quick and then like make my wife some coffee. Yeah. And two and a half hours later, I'm like not at the main events, you know, <laughs> I'm just like trying to like find highlights God. and relive some of this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's so much content. Um, here's what I want to do. It's going to be controversial. Oh, we had all out last night. We had payback yes. on Saturday. Let's do the top five matches from the weekend. I know. Number one. <laughs> Go for it. What's number one? The best match of the weekend. Miro, Powerhouse Hobbs. See? The Meat Fest. Mm. Oh, my God. That was, that is my type of wrestling. That is a cast special right there. That's what Brian and I were talking about before we hit record. I'm like, if maybe if Kaz leaves that one off, (laughs) then WWE can make this a race. Yeah. they, they, They absolutely stole the weekend um, because... I mean, outside of outside of all the other great matches that happened on Payback and, and All Out, um, I think Miro and Hobbs was the match that definitely made Hobbs a little bit more than it made Miro, right? Like, Miro has mm-hmm. kind of been, like, floating in purgatory for the last, like, year and some change. And um, this, to me, was his most fun showing. Um, it was just... It was just 
easy to watch, man. Sometimes I don't want to see a bunch of flips and see a bunch of technical masterpieces and a million kickouts. Sometimes I just want to see two big people hit each other for like 20 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> and I thought it was great. Um, a, a, a close second, I, I got to give the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. I think they absolutely tore the house down. They opened it up with that steel cage match at Payback. And um, Trish Stratus, I mean, my God, she might, <laughs> it would be incredible if she could be like the woman, she could be like the female Undertaker, right? Who just happens to go on this run in her late 40s of like great wrestling matches. Um, you know, kind of like the Undertaker did uh, when he was like super swole on SmackDown and like working Edge and Batista and all these people. Mm-hmm. I think Trish Stratus, if, if she so chooses, could possibly be like that. Oh my gosh. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus The Judgment Day. Incredible yep. matchup as well. I thought they absolutely tore it down. Uh, See, that, I'm just going to jump in now to say, if you're going to do a top five, yeah, I think all, all three of those matches may well be in it. Sammy and KO versus the Judgment Day, I think, is the only undisputed one. Oh, yeah. The ones that you listed. Oh, yeah. Because because there's just so many incredible matches. So you got Trish, you got, you got Sammy and KO versus the Judgment Day. Listen... I'm not a, uh, I'm not necessarily a high buyer on street fight matches in terms of just like, am I, how I'm going to rank them? Mm-hmm. You know, like you can enjoy that, you know, and but sometimes it has a little popcorn match feel when you like, you know, take a breath and walk away, mm-hmm. right? You're like, mm-hmm. okay, that that was what it was. That match was incredible. Yeah, and the way that you know what my favorite low key, my favorite little part of that match was what's up when Dom appears when they're like brawling through the crowd and Dom like interjects himself for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, the little smart-ass fan, and I'm just like, you know what? If this was, shoot, why wouldn't the Judgment Day just start with everybody in the ring? Like, <laughs> why, like why, whatever. And as I'm saying it, <clears throat> Michael Cole says, I'm surprised it took him this long to get involved. And I'm like, thank you, thank Michael you. Cole. The only thank one you. who pays attention. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> um, there was just so many highlights from that match, man. Like the Rhea Ripley spear uh, oh. the barricade was out of nowhere and nuts. Um I almost called him Stenerico. Uh Sammy and Kevin with the hockey jerseys. Obviously, oh. you should have known. You should have known KO was coming with the Terry Funk tribute, uh, you know, during mm-hmm. that match, and he delivered. Um, it was so good, and it was good because the, the near falls were very convincing. There were very uh there were a lot of points in that match that I thought it would have been over and should have been over, and yep. it wasn't. And um the judgment day. Came out looking like megastars again, and it was. Well, a- I want to put I want to put a pin in that one second because I got there's a bigger Judgment Day conversation. What to you have. got? Um, let's get back to AEW. Okay. Takeshita Omega. Yeah, we got we got the the young lion wins it. Yes, convincingly. Convincingly, like there were, there was a lot of shenanigans, but the shenanigans were mostly about the shenanigans not working. Yeah, right. You know, so that was that was significant. Um, and that was an incredible match. Takeshita was working at like hyperspeed, yeah, you know, yeah. like he just, he, he's just so fast. He runs the rope so fast. Like he's just, a, he, it, you don't, he's sneaky fast too, because he's such a big dude. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's got a wide torso. So you don't mm-hmm. think he's fast. He's, uh, I was, I've been on the fence about Takeshita for a minute. I'm like, oh yeah, he's good. He's really good. Yeah. But it's like, 
where where do I where do I put him? Like where does he fall in the yeah. hierarchy of AEW? This was a match that stamped him, and that's what it had to be too, right? If you're getting the Kenny Omega solo match at a pay per view, like this has to be a match that solidifies you as a legitimate guy. You you you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in the Okada Osprey, you know Moxley yeah. conversations, and he came and he won clean. As a whistle, which is a little bit surprising to me, but uh, he may be, he, I mean, he, he may be one of AEW's, I don't even know the right way to say this. He might be like their best asset, mm. you know, like there's not a lot of Takeshita's in the world and it's crazy that AEW got him right when they got him yeah. and that they're, and they're building him correctly. Like they're doing a great job with them. Yeah. He got a lot of love on online too. A lot of love in the commentary. Did a lot of uh, the, the homages to Sami Zayn slash El Generico. I think Shinsuke shouted him out after the match. Also, he like, did. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was watching him, and uh, this was definitely his biggest moment to shine. And he, he definitely, he definitely showed out. So I'm really interested to see where they take it from here now. Because once you beat Kenny Omega pretty convincingly, that's got to put you in some sort of championship contendership or some sort of conversation of main event status uh in the AEW. So we'll see where it goes from here, man. And where and more importantly, where Kenny goes from here too, because he hasn't really won anything of significance since coming back except those trios titles. Yeah. That's true. Um but a match like that, man, you're happy to see him lose. Just in terms of match quality, <laughs> storytelling, everything else. Yes. I I wish Kenny Omega all the best as a human being. Yes. Um we had that we had um what else? Uh, well, the main event, John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, they pulled that one out. That yeah. was a main event, main event. That was a very much, ma- I mean, that was a crazy match. OC bleeding. I think, by my calculation, the 12th man to bleed on the show that <laughs> night. Um, and Moxley no, didn't but, bleed, which is... It didn't matter. He was covered in someone else's blood. There that still go. counts. That works. <laughs> uh, that match was great. And Moxley winning was such a moment. You know, I mean, you see Orange Cassidy just lose the thing that means the most to him in the world i'm not sure how big of a deal that is orange cassidy seems so laid back it's like that's still like a two yeah. I'm like, what is any? but still no i mean i it's he was he was the best the, the best international champion they've had and uh i'm sure that will continue to be a going concern um and Moxley holding that belt. I mean, I guess we should have seen that coming, right? Yeah. It's like there's not an opportunity for Moxley to take the championship now that Punk's gone. But we got to put Moxley back in the spotlight, right? Give True. him the belt. Give him, and it, um, it always feels like that title was the traveling man's title, right? That's what it was initially made for, to kind of like defend yeah. it internationally uh, with mm-hmm. Pac. And and since Ar- and Orange Cassidy just defending it every damn show, I'd expect yep. Moxley to defend this title on every sort of promotion it, also. It's, it's true. I mean, and I'm sure Orange Cassidy will still... I mean, Orange Cassidy might grab it back next week. Do they have a pay-per-view next weekend? I don't know. I'm not Please sure. God. <laughs> uh, uh, but that match was great. And these two guys, if you would ask me... Well, not last week. But if you had asked me a month ago if I thought that Orange Cassidy and John Moxley could have a great match, I would have been like, yeah. I mean, both those guys are capable of pulling it out. But, like, I don't think the chemistry would be there. You know, the size difference, style difference. I just... I would not have predicted it. And then they started getting met, messing around on TV at the last show. You know, you could tell there was a little bit of connection there. But that, but that match was stunning, and it uh, made the most sense too, right? Like the, Orange Cassidy has been this workhorse champion, this workhorse babyface champion who's been getting 
nicks and cuts and bruises and bones broken every match out always has a new cast or a new bandage or a new something on mm-hmm. him so initially you just kind of go in like man how is this guy gonna pull it off he has no chance against like the destroyer of AEW, which is John Moxley, <laughs> like just yeah. the just the dude who just runs through people and just finds ways to just outlast, uh, out violent people as well. And they did the right thing. Uh, Moxley is, you know, I forget Moxley, Cassidy, probably my wrestler of the year right now. If if, if I was to take a vote and 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 as far as work rate, as far as matches, as far as uh, the growth within the year. Uh, I know this isn't the end for Orange Cassidy in the title picture because with this run, we would I, I would hope that this would only continue uh, having him in the main event sort of picture as one of your top faces of the company. He's unique to AEW. He's unique to he's a unique sort of attraction. Um, mm-hmm. He is somebody that you build a company around. He's somebody that you pay to watch wrestle because if you describe Orange for Cassidy sure. to somebody, you're like what? Like he doesn't like he he just he's in his pockets like he doesn't care like what is it like he's hard to describe so he's a person that you kind of got to pay to see and if they didn't know by now I'm pretty sure with this title run they they know that they got a a future world champion on their hands so um hell of a run for Orange Cassidy man and I hope it ain't over I hope uh, he stays in the mix in the top I think they've known it I think they've known it for a long time I just think it was a matter of proving it out but yeah it's it's pretty impressive and we didn't even speaking about future faces of the company. Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson. Woo! Oh yeah, love that match. Love that match. I mean, is it is it crazy to say that I kind of enjoyed All Out more than All In, just match quality wise? No, it's not. It's not crazy. Like, it was a better show. It was a better right, like bell to bell. I thought it was a better show. Um, they're a back against the wall company, man. <laughs> I mean, you put them in, you put them in a position like that, and they're and they they just kill it I feel every like, single I feel time. like that's the that's the that's the DNA of wrestlers anywhere right like when everybody's kind of like mm-hmm. knows that their eyes are on you and like what are you gonna do with in Chicago without this guy and all this other stuff like without, I, are we not saying his name oh uh, <laughs> you know without punk uh in, in your roster after all this BS that sort of happened after the biggest show of your you know a lot of your guys's careers and without a doubt the biggest show in the company's history um, I feel like it's in the wrestler's DNA to be like to go out there and and lay it all out. And I feel like every single match delivered last night. Um, you know, it, it was crazy. It was I crazy. mean, you could say the same thing about about payback, man. I mean, it was it was uh the the one thing we the one match we didn't discuss that I think probably deserves discussion is the main event, uh, which. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to put it in context. I think there's probably a metric that, I mean, aligns more with like my sensibility that would put that match in the top five. I think that the, it was a lot, it was really fun because you got to factor in everything that led up to it, how great all the, you know, how great their interactions have been, how intense it felt. This is not a traditional WWE setup where like, you know, we've seen these guys wrestle 50 times before, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I was, I was eager for this match to start and that factored into my enjoyment of it. Um, I think my only hang up, I mean, my only, you know, quibble with it is that, like I when it ended, I wasn't sure if this was over or if this is like the end of chapter one of five. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like I didn't know how 
much weight I should put on it by the end. It felt like the latter um, uh, to me. It definitely felt like the latter because if you I was noticed, waiting, Nakamura was hanging around outside the ring after the match, like talking to the crowd. I was just like, all right, well, he's going to jump in and attack him with a chair or whatever. We're going to, he's going to go after the back. And then it just sort of was over. Then I was like, uh, wait, is it going to, are they going to come back? Well, apparently no? he did attack him after the show, like after the cameras yeah. went off. Um, that's but, what I, that's what I mean. But the, but one, like, thing they I, the one thing I did, why notice, would they not show that though? I, I'm, I'm shocked why they didn't show that. Maybe it, it didn't. Maybe they ran out of time, but the the lasting image is Seth Rollins not getting to his feet. And I thought that was important. Like mm -hmm. uh, the fact that he won the title and he was still just sort of like on his knees, like trying to get up They're definitely playing the fact up that his back is fucked up. So even though he won this match, like it seems like he's on borrowed time with the world heavyweight championship. Like someone's either going to take advantage. Damian Priest is now a tag team champion and the money in the bank briefcase holder shinsuke attacked him again after the match like he won yes but it all it, it all kind of seems to point to like how long is this dude's back gonna hold up until he eventually can't do it no more this episode is brought to you by ebay motors passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Is there a plan with Priest in the briefcase, or was that whole was the whole thing just a gimmick for the Finn Balor Seth Rollins storyline? And now we've got a guy that has the tag titles and kind of unnecessarily the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't know, man. I, I think I don't think it's unnecessary at all. I think you could still kind of tell that Finn Balor World Heavyweight Championship story 
if Damien Priest is now ever so closer to becoming a world heavyweight champion while he's partners with this guy. It's like, yes, they won the tag team titles together. Yes, they got mm-hmm. along for this night. But how much is Finn still going to be ride or die with, with, with the Judgment Day and more importantly, Damian Priest when he's about to cash in on the title and, and, and say he does cash in on the championship? When does Finn say, hey, man, like, can I get a shot? And Damian Priest is, probably says yes, no, maybe so. Like, that's going to factor in somehow. Like, you can't just keep waving that thing, pause, in Finn Balor's face and expect him not to, you know, react eventually, you know? So... I would rather them be friendly for a little while, frankly. I think they will. You know, they just they I, just won the titles together. I think they will, but I think that briefcase is still going to be the caveat to what eventually breaks this whole thing up. Right now, they're on top of the world. Everybody's got mm-hmm. titles. Everybody's cooking. For one night, Finn and Damian Priest sort of got along, but that briefcase, you know, JD McDonough sort of said it. And, you know, anytime you have like some random guy say something, I always put a put a pin in it and be like, that's gonna mean something eventually. Right. What'd he say? So he said during a during a backstage, I think on Raw, and he was like, you know, I think um I think that money in the brink briefcase is, is bringing more more uh harm than good to your to your Oh yeah. And he was like, Why don't you just give it up? Right. <laughs> like, why don't you just, why don't you just, you know, forfeit it or something? And it was just like a throwaway comment. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Okay. Now they're tag team champions now. Do you think Finn is going to try and like, JD is going to try and get into Finn's head and guilt him into like giving up the money in the bank briefcase or something like priest, that? Priest. Yeah. A priest uh, to give up the money in the bank briefcase. I don't know. But he said it and I was just like, that, that's, that's odd. We'll see what, we'll see where that goes though. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't I I think for me it's like I there's so much top tier talent in WWE right now and making new stars or whatever. I love Damian Priest. I just don't I'm just I just have trouble envisioning Damian Priest as 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 heavyweight champion right now. So maybe he hangs on to it for a while and they they work towards it. But um yeah, man, Judgment Day's on top. They're absolutely crazy. When we're talking about dissension, mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to be some ups and downs. They're playing this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. But obviously, and especially with the dissolution of the bloodline, Judgment Day is, is going to be an institution for a while. And I was looking at it last night. And J.D. JD McDonough is another one where, like, he's fine, like, whatever. But, like, I'm tra- kind of perplexed as to <laughs> what his role is in this whole thing. Finn's boy. And then I, yeah, because it's like, here's the thing you got to say out loud. Uh, he's not in the Judgment Day, but the point of the Judgment Day is that there's no leaders, right? That's what they always say. But if there's one dude there who, like, has a leader, then there is a leader in the Judgment Day, right? <laughs> if J.D. McDonough's like, Finn's my boss, then that kind of defeats the whole purpose, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, there's going to be a lot of tension. But I, when when he was in there last night and they're having this big schmozzy multi-man match, I was just like, oh, God, this is, I'm so dumb. How have we not said these words before? Judgment Day is going to be in, in in war games at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's J.D. McDonough's role, right? They need a four. Well, that would be four, assuming that Rhea Ripley doesn't get in the war in the men's war games match. Mm-hmm. Maybe they figure out a way to get a fifth, or they could just do a four on four. I mean, but I could Jud- see, I could definitely see the, the, the Sons of Dusty teaming up. Sammy, yeah. Kevin, Seth, and Cody in war games against the Judgment Day. They all have an axe to grind with... You know, mm-hmm. the world championship, the tag team championships. Maybe J.D. McDonough figures his way in there. Dom is in there. Or 
Seth maybe if Seth is 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 defending his title separately, or if they make it five. Uh, Raw's got a new superstar. They do. Who seems who seems to be friendly with Cody Rhodes? Uh, and that's main event Jey Uso. Got someone who's got some experience inside the War Games cage. Oh man! If if you could hear, if you could hear that through the speakers, whoever's listening to this, that's my eyebrow raising. Once, mm-hmm. <laughs> once main event Jey Uso came back. First off, can we just say Jey Uso is the first person in history to pull off mullet blonde tips ever. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody pull off that look. And I'm like, you know, that kind of he makes it work. He makes it work. And he's got the he's got the you know the raising the crowd. He's doing thing. the hands. Oh, it's so over. What is the name? What is the name for this for the shaved bald sideburns? But and then the hair above it is not so that, thin. So that's it's called like a, a that's full, called a tape up. That's called a tape up, right? So when you, but, when the, you get, but it's like it but it's but the hair above it is like so it's like a full haircut. It's a full head of hair. It's not like faded or anything. It's just like it's like a straight line. It's like he's wearing a hair hat. All right, Dave. Me, me and, and super producer Brian Waters are gonna put you on barbershop game real quick. All right. So like okay. when you go to the barber, right? There's there's a, a a razor that has these like protectors. It's like a three, a two, and a one. Dude, that's how I get my hair cut. Right. Like, I understand how this stuff works. <laughs> okay. So when you get the when you get anything between the three and the one, that's usually to tape the sides up. But you yeah. never really want to touch the top of the hair you don't want to cut it you don't want to you may want to shape it up but you want right. to show that there's hair here so the design looks like it's fading out and if you got a beard fades in to the mm-hmm. rest of the face so the mullet tips i i got nothing for you but the tape up this the lineup like yeah it, it looks like a it looks like a, a two and a half maybe a two mixed into a one mm-hmm. with a little bit of sideburn tape and it is a it is a is a trick of the trade for folks like me who have um hairline deficiency sometimes you know <laughs> like you want to be able to do like the magic eye and and pretend that you got some hair there and then you just you just imagine it you just you just picture their hairs that's there so and then you just line up the rest of it and jay's pulling it off <laughs> he looks great <laughs> looks great um but that was very he, eyebrow raising though cody bringing him back saying you know he had this whole thing for the grayson waller effect i'm thinking he's going to be like i got a big announcement um you know i want to fight john cena or i want to do whatever and he's uh-huh. basically the whole announcement was basically like i use my little political power i have not to try and get a rematch with roman reigns not to put myself into the world heavyweight championship picture not to do any of that stuff but to get Jay Uso his job back that he quit, it's not like he got fired, <laughs> but get him on the Raw roster. And they shot yeah. each other a look that makes me very interested in what they talk about on Raw tonight because it's like, okay, like now, I mean, there's been lots of talk on the Bloodline storyline sort of getting a little dry, and I'm not going to hold you. Friday night, I was like, Mm, I don't know. They might be. Oh. <laughs> they might. The, the the shark might be circling the waters. They're not necessarily jumping it, but maybe it's starting to circle the waters a little bit. The Cody well, J interaction re re intrigues me into the storyline and how they're going to work him back. Well, into it. but it's also so separate. Like Jay, I mean, obviously they'll find a way to keep it going if they want to. But Jay going to Raw is maybe the most significant move in the in the whole storyline. Yes. Because it it does like it it's like no no we're done with him now. Yeah. Let's like go let's go tell a different story with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it I mean and and like I said, maybe they'll keep it all together, maybe they'll keep him involved Cody's whatever. He's taking his but, family from him so that he can have Roman huh? solo. 
no pun intended. But Cody's taking his family. That yeah, you're takes, right. Yeah, that's, maybe that's takes it. Jay yeah, and, he, and he said this. He said this the night after WrestleMania or the week leading to WrestleMania. He's gonna be like, you're gonna be a, you're gonna have a. Everyone's gonna leave you. Paul's gonna leave you. Your family's not gonna be around. And then mm-hmm. what are you gonna have left? This is part one of that. And on top of that, yeah, like I think there's an opportunity to. Sami Zayn is no longer a tag team champion. They're both on the same show again. Um, yep. Kevin Owens, how is that relationship going to work itself out now that they're not tag team champions? And Jay Uso is there, a different type of Jay. Is Kevin going to be on some? I mean, I don't know. Is he going to be still wanting to deal with bloodline stuff? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, how does Cody fit into all this? There's titles for Jay to go after that I think make a whole so, lot of so sense. So you're saying I'm wrong. It's not it's not like a bloodline like a- epilogue. This is just a bloodline expansion. Oh yeah. This like is, we're like we're taking bloodline to the second show. Yeah, yeah. Blood this is like the, you know, this is like a secret invasion, the bloodline, <laughs> right? Like now it's just mm-hmm. now it's just on Disney Plus. Like you don't <laughs> gotta go to the theaters and watch it. You could watch the, 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 the six episode <laughs> series on uh on 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 Monday Night Raw now as it continues. Did y'all play so. Mortal Kombat? All right. It's like, What's did up? y'all play Mortal Kombat? Only a little bit. It's like Sub-Zero's what? mythologies. Okay. okay yeah, like okay, you, you got Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat 1, 2, 3, 4, and then you got the little Sub-Zero. That's Jay Uso going <laughs> to uh, Raw. And then, you know, yeah. Sammy got a yeah. soft spot for him. Sammy's got a soft spot for him. I mean, he's main evented a ton of SmackDowns. He's got history with both with, with Seth Rollins, the world heavyweight champion, the Intercontinental titles right there also. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's going to have to be a part of stories that have nothing to do with Roman for a long time. So I think that opens him up to a number of possibilities. And which is what I've always kind of thought the entire point of the Bloodline storyline was, which is to establish each one of these guys as main event talents. Like Jey Uso is a main event guy. Solo has main evented like every SmackDown for the past however long now. <laughs> Roman's Roman. And Jimmy is, you know, the big the big moment is and something I was thinking about this entire time was who gets the theme music in the divorce. <laughs> once, <laughs> once Jimmy got the theme oh. music, got got new theme music, I'm like, oh man, Jay won the divorce. <laughs> he got the theme music. He got the remix yep. and he could still down since day one-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited, man. I, I I think Jay's had an incredible year. And I yep. think now we're really going to see if main event Jay Uso isn't just a byproduct of being next to Roman Reigns all the time. Can he really stand up and be a, be a headliner alongside the Cody's, the Seths, and everybody on Monday Night Raw? I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, you've got me hyped up for it. <laughs> yeah, that's my Appreciate job. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, what else did we miss? Man, uh, did we talk about? Uh, oh, we didn't ooh, talk about MJF, uh, Adam Cole, and the Samoa Joe interaction. The little. Oh yeah. Well, that was the most significant thing. The, the Samoa Joe. The first of all, the the flashback, the throwback to the time Samoa Joe pie faced MJF <laughs> backstage at like Barkley, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first. That was, was that one I never thought I'd see again. One. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, uh, that was great. And then the brawl was afterwards was was great. But congratulations to AEW for having the first uh, successfully pulled apart melee in company <laughs> history. <laughs> Nobody got hurt. Nobody um, got hurt or fired or sued. Or fired. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it, it, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Now, you know what the best, you know what the, the best sign, what I would say is, you know, as a compliment to AEW, mm. the best move that you don't often see from them, learning from past mistakes and everything else. Like everybody that had anything to do with CM Punk last week already has something else to do. Oh, yeah. Already went out there and put on a match. We're not just like, shit, man, Ricky Starks, FTR, Samoa Joe. Let's just leave them off TV for a month until we figure out what to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, no, no. We're going to put them all in big spots, you know, and like make and everything's going to seem super vital. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks had a, an amazing showing against Danielson. Last night, uh, FTR, they got that thing going uh, with Bullet Club Gold. Did you uh, hear the Danielson comments in the, from the presser? No, I didn't, I didn't catch he the was so was He was over the moon about Ricky Stark. Someone oh. was just like, how did you work this match with your arms, so, you know, having such a, have a broken arm so recently? He's like, Ricky Starks led me through this match. Like, That's this beautiful. was all, it was all Ricky Starks. And then at the end, he was like, that was got pretty rough, right? And he was just like, yeah, that was... Like you, sometimes you got to test guys to see what they got, you know? And yeah. And some guys just like wilt. Under the pressure of my foot smacking them in the face 900 times. Or sometimes, you know, they flourish. And that Ricky Starks, I mean, it wasn't quite Austin, Brett, you know, blood running down the face, tap out level. But it was about as close as anybody is going to get. Yeah. When he was like, I'm not going to give up with the thing wrapped around his neck. And then he just like passes out. Like that was that was a great. I mean, Ricky looked great. Bell to man, bell. Ricky's been Ricky's been waiting for this moment for a minute, man. Like he's sure. been he's been ready for this moment for at least a year, and mm-hmm. um, you know the, the CM Punk stuff was unfortunate, but sometimes you get happy accidents like working the American Dragon in a strap match in his first match back, and you become a winner even though you lost. So um, I mean, he's gosh, it's it, I guess Collision is basically the Jay White and Ricky Stark show now. Uh, well, it's the Brian Danielson show now. Well, I think Brian that's... They, show. Yeah, but yes. Jay White, Ricky Starks. Um, you know, it's not FTR. I mean, and, and the I presume the Elite, everybody's going to be there. Yeah. So. It's going to be SmackDown Thursdays, basically. <laughs> uh, it's going to it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. It is. And, and 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 all in all, and I think after this weekend, I think we should say this, right? AEW is going to be just fine, right? <laughs> like, if there's anything we've learned in the past several days, um, I got to give it up for Tony Khan for, for doing what I don't think I've ever seen anybody do, which was pretty much fall on the sword uh, for that Chicago crowd. So yep. his... You know his. Uh, we we had we did a podcast, you know, about this on 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 Saturday or yeah. on on fr- Saturday. Yeah, and, but uh, we were talking as it was happening, though. I didn't get to really yeah, see so we, it. Yeah, we didn't see this part. Yeah, and and just seeing him just kind of like go out there and just be pretty fucking frank and and I get it. If people think the whole life is in danger thing was a was a was a step too far, that's not for me to judge. I wasn't there. If he felt like that and he's saying that and he fired a guy over it, and I'm pretty sure there's gonna be legal ramifications of it. Who am I to say if his life was or wasn't in danger? But it was kind of like taking a charge, man. Like stepping in front of LeBron James coming 30 miles an hour yep. and, and just it taking it, you know? And it, I think in the long run, it paid off. There was no CM Punk chance. Um, I heard there was rumors of them taking sides and, and, and stuff, but I, whatever. I don't care. Um, the whole thing <laughs> yeah. was, yeah, like well, they got some a, signs, did they? All right. Oh, who gives a shit? Honestly, like, um, but the whole thing is, man, like, uh, AEW is going to be just fine. And if you hadn't noticed, they're just overflowing with talent. And 
when you think about it, the whole point of Punk being there was to help elevate all of these guys that we really like that just aren't as known as CM Punk um, in mm-hmm. the wrestling world. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what show it's from, but like you know, when like somebody goes, "Well, my job is done here," and they're like, "You didn't do anything," and he's like, "Didn't I?" and he just walks yeah. into the sunset. <laughs> like maybe that's maybe that's not exactly what CM Punk was going for, but at the end of the day, the whole Punk experiment wasn't supposed to be about Punk. It was supposed to be about these young 20 or 30-something-year-old guys that were coming up yeah. that have never That's been on right. WWE television, that hadn't really gotten shown. And look what we saw this week from AEW. We saw Powerhouse Hobbs have a showcase. We have Ricky Starks have a coming-out party. We have Orange Cassidy have the match of his life. All these people who have never been on WWE television. Yep. Absolute became stars, not became stars. Takeshta, Takeshta, like all of these guys. That was the whole point of this thing. So, whatever, it's over, it's done. It was like a a bad piece of whatever. You just shit it out and forget you had it, (laughs) and uh, you move on. Hopefully, we can all just move on and just enjoy the wrestling. But something tells me, in the next few days, we're probably gonna (laughs) hear from Phil. Or hear from somebody, and we'll all be happy, hunky dory, go lucky until, uh, until we're not. <laughs> so let's just enjoy this for now. He just gave me anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I agree. I I mean I agree. It was it was uh, a, an incredible showing by AEW. Let's see. Uh, Adam Page won the Battle Royal. Uh, Sheeta Blue Nightingale over Martinez, Diamante, and Athena. Um, the acclaimed and daddy ass retained against Jarrett and company. Uh, what else? Shane Taylor looked great out there. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, got Shane to Taylor is one of those guys that maybe may surprisingly really looked great under the bright lights. You know, you put him on the big stage and he, I don't know. I, I, I thought he looked right, right at home. Um, Luchasaurus retained against Darby Allen. That was a hell of a match. Luchasaurus looked like way better Monster. than I expected him to look. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Darby Allen looked good in losing too. That was man, that was that was a lot of fun. Talked about Miro Hobbs. I just want to co-sign everything you said. What a freaking match, man! What a freaking match. Shout CJ, out CJ Perry. Perry, yes, hot and flexible. <laughs> happy to see her back on TV, and happy to see uh, Miro not just have to, you know, uh, not just sort of allude to Lana in promos. Now we can actually see her. And we can see where they kind of go with this sort of story because he kind of was like, no, you're not supposed to be here and walked away from her. But yeah, he's only he's only loyal to his God and his and his hot and flexible wife. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes as uh, Miro continues his, his rise back up the ranks in AEW. Oh man, I'm ready for it. And shout out um, Andrade too. You saw that you saw that post on Twitter? Yeah. Or X, no. Whatever. He's basically just like, shout out CM Punk. Thank you for everything. Took a picture of them together. And he was like, uh, hopefully we'll work together again sometime down the road. Uh, but he was basically just like, thank you for everything. And I think he was the only guy to on the AW roster to like publicly do that. And that's so Andrade. Like, who like Andrade does not give a fuck what you think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna check him. It's, it's like he's like, who's gonna check me? Right? Which is beautiful. I loved it. Uh, but man, uh, great weekend of wrestling, bro. This we're 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 lucky. Hey, I'm just trying to run through the matches here. We keep so we getting lost. Uh, Statlander over Ruby Sorry. Solo. No, you're right. Uh, let's see. 
Blackpool, oh, oh, Claudio and Wheeler over um, Eddie and Shibata. I would love just to see Claudio and Shibata one on one. Who else do we got? Oh, Bullet Club Gold over FT, FTR and the Young Bucks. That was that was fun. That was I, I really enjoyed that match. Yeah. Um, and Bullet Club Gold looked great. They're great. Even their like backstage promo after the match. They're just like the best. Nobody can rival their post-match sweaty hallway <laughs> intensity. I just, I thought it, I, I was, I, re- really, really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on the guns, man. Too. The guns, the guns have been winning me over every week. Mm-hmm. I like those me guys too. a lot. I like them a lot. They got it. <laughs> um, what else do we not talk about on payback? Uh, oh, well, I'll go in reverse order. Rhea Ripley over Raquel Rodriguez. Um, that was good. It was fine. It was a it fine was match. It was fine. Kind of surprised they put that one on as this, you know, second to last spot because I, you would have thought that the the end of the tag match would have been the lasting image of Judgment Day, but I guess it doesn't really matter because, you know, the lasting image will be whatever they put on the video package tonight on Raw. Word. Um, Mysterio retained over Austin Theory. My nephew, big wrestling fan Noah, was uh, um, convinced... He thought Austin Theory was going to win. They were going to put the belt right back on. I was too. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be Austin Theory's time. But you hear about these rumors about a, a big face turn happening, and everyone pointing to Austin Theory possibly getting a face turn. No, there's there are rumors that there is a face turn, but nobody knows who it is. No. Is that the is that the story? Yes, and uh, there's a lot of people speculating that it's going to be Austin Theory, who is probably the most in need of a face turn. But I just. And if you talk to anybody who knows Austin Theory, everybody kind of says the same thing about him. It's like, dude is too nice of a guy to be a heel. And that's a big reason why a lot of this stuff isn't working, um, in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I did think he was going to win the title back, but he did not. So we'll see where it goes from here. Wait, so we just get, so is it SmackDown or just someone in WWE? You know, you, you like, you, my fantasy booking radar spidey sense has now been engaged. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, we gotta continue on this line. The rumor is that someone is turning face in WWE. We yeah. just don't know who. They said the top two candidates was Damian Priest and Austin Theory. And I think I'm leaning more towards Austin Theory as a baby face. Hmm. I think an Austin Theory, Grayson Waller feud. Would probably make the most sense if, if they they, they were fun there. as a as a unit. Yeah. I, you know, I am like the least the last person. I generally do not like smarmy heels getting going getting buddy buddy. Yeah, like we we that was done with that in the eighties, and even then, did they? Re- I mean, come on, just be. If two people are dicks, they're not. <laughs> that doesn't make them friends. Yeah. That mean they'll probably hate each other even more than they hate everybody else because they don't think that they're a dick. They're you know. Well, that's usually um, but, what happens, though, right? Like, usually their dickheadness gets in the way, and then they end up feuding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so if they go that way, great. Like, art imitates life and everything else. But all that's to say, like, I enjoyed their interaction. I felt like it brought a little bit out of Austin Theory. And that's just the, well, the Grayson Waller effect. Ah, Trademark, copyright, WWE. Trademark. But I thought I, I enjoyed Austin Theory in that tag match on Friday about as much as I've enjoyed him in a, who knows when. Um, he was good at payback though. That match with Ray was really good. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, nobody ever says anything bad about his wrestling. It's just the uh, the other stuff that's just 
We Let's don't really clear. know Austin Theory. It's just not clicking. Don't just say the other. This is 2023. <laughs> we can't say, oh, the other oh, stuff. Oh, the other stuff sounds way too nefarious. I don't yeah. mean it like that at all. I just mean his, his character hasn't really connected. Uh, I don't think anybody has an issue with his entering work. His entering work is just fine. Um, it's just, okay. No, the pro- I mean, I, you can take issue with his entering work. His entering work is as as uninspiring as it could possibly be for someone who is like in a like a top five percent in ring uh, the top five percent in in ring ability Uh, okay but i put like this right like but that's all part of the same problem there's just a sort of like lack of inspiration there yeah he's got he's got that miz thing going on where it's like his offense isn't necessarily like groundbreaking but it's just it's it's no he can do a lot more than fine it's just yeah like it's a souped up miz moveset it's just very he's stronger it's just very fine Speaking of the Miz, did you see Meltzer? I'm gonna again. Don't have this in front of me. Sorry, but I, th- I believe it was Meltzer's review of L.A. Knight versus the Miz. I did not. What, what did he and say? He said it was like watching the Miz versus the Miz for six minutes. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> which I guess is okay. Which is not. Which is not a bad. There's place a weird to be. thing here. There's a weird thing, and this is not an Austin theory. Austin theory is in, in, in a different category here. There's a weird thing in the way that we talk about wrestling that it's okay to be like. Man, I really love fill in the blank, but that dude's got no charisma. You know, you can say you can say I love this wrestler, yeah. but he does, but he's lacking the it factor, and it's not damning. But for some reason, we don't say like, man, I love L.A. Knight, but that dude's gonna have some issues having matches be above two stars in his career. Oh yeah, uh, we I, don't say that stuff out loud because it's an insult. Sure, I mean it's not a nice thing to say about somebody. I'm not saying that's that specifically is true about L.A. Knight. But see, I'm I'm talking back over myself now because I'm worried about what I said. He's LA Knight's going to need specific opponents to to have great matches. Well, here's the thing: I think the reason why it's said is because most of the time, um, when we say that about people's personalities, you just feel like they just need more time or more seasoning, and like eventually something clicks if they if they put enough mm-hmm. if they put enough uh, firepower enough whatever. You find, yeah, you find somebody. the right octave to scream at, or whatever. exactly. Yeah. Then if you eventually figure it out matches though that's not you know it's the dance partner is 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 so important for for a lot of matches especially if you know what brings you to the dance is personality like what brought Mm -hmm. Miz to the dance is personality what brought la knight to the dance this personality um i think grayson waller was kind of in that same sort of uh no, but he can work. But he can work. We've seen him in NXT. We've seen him in ladder matches where he's been abs- an absolute show stealer. So can't say that. But, you know, LA Knight's kind of in a different situation. He's not necessarily the guy I'm watching because he's going to deliver a five-star classic or anything like that. Everything with LA Knight is character. Everything with him is yeah. is is crowd participation and all that type of shit. So as long as he's hitting, as long as he's still conducting the crowd, yeah. it's great. Yeah. But you know, there's that. There's a danger there. There's a danger because crowds are fickle. And then you know, they if they, it gets to a point where if the crowds aren't doing the LA night, yeah, what else he got? You know, so we'll see. We'll see how that. Well, I'm not worried about the crowds not doing LA night. Yeah, because that dude, like I said, uh, on our on our pod on Saturday, well, I went to I went to SmackDown on on Friday night, and there I have not encountered a live crowd as singularly behind someone oh, as yeah. LA night from in the arena out in the parking lot, the whole way driving out of that place, walking to the car, everybody, uh, my 14 year old, my four year old, my 20, whatever year old nephew, everybody just, yeah. <laughs> and then 
And then from the from the distance, one hundred voices saying, "Yeah," (laughs) like it's crazy. Uh, Um, You got to say it like everybody, uh, the kids, the twenty year olds. Um, It's 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 bonkers. It's bonkers. Can I ask a question? Yeah, you were you were there Friday night at SmackDown and uh, the LA Night Miz promo. What did you think? Who do you think came out the better out of those two? I mean, LA Knight's in a weird spot, right? Because he flubs one line. Yeah. And Miz already made it a thing that he, like, flubs line, that he, you know, that he stumbles over his words. Yeah. You can't be a talker and flub a line. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, or it, hit, it, it just reflects more poorly on you. It does. Right? It's like, it's like, you know, if Kenny Omega just, like, you know, botched a, a, a spin off the top rope, you know, it's like a like a spin, like a splash off the top rope or something like that. You'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's no good. You know, AJ Styles slips on the fr- on the top rope a few times when he's doing the springboard forearm or whatever. You're like, oh, that's I didn't expect that from him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I think I think, but what... I, but but that said, yeah. I mean, nobody was. LA Knight, LA Knight still might have won that exchange. I mean, the Miz is such an institution. He does. Say, he never gets the know. credit he deserves. <laughs> like, I think. I think the Miz kind of took him to school, man. Like I was watching that, and I'm and I'm I'm waiting for LA Knight. I'm like, all right, here's the chance. Like now, it's time to really show what you got. And the Miz kind of, the Miz kind of schooled him a little bit. Like, and it wasn't even about the flub the line stuff. It was just, you know, there's a obviously it's probably going to take a little bit more seasoning in front of the WWE audience to get that sort of comfortability in front of a crowd or whatever. But there's a small part of me that kind of believes, okay, like I don't mind the flubs as much because LA Knight seems like he's a little more genuine. He's talking from a real place. So sometimes if he flubs a line or two, it doesn't necessarily bother me as much as it may bother other people. But the Miz is just so smooth with it. It's like, man, I've been, it's like, bro, when you sit there and think about all the people the Miz has had microphone battles with, like, it is. Yeah, that's the thing, though, because like, that is the Miz's elite skill. Yes. Right? Like, like being, like, it's not just the bell-to-bell stuff on one side and all the rest of it is, is one lump sum category. Yes. Right? LA Knight is a great talker, but he's a, he's a, he's a charisma guy. Yes. He's a, he, he's a, he is a, he's. An it factor guy. I would say the charisma Miz, stands Miz, out more Miz than Miz is the... the rap battle. Miz, <laughs> Miz's skill is. Remember when he was in talking smack with 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 then Daniel Bryan yeah. and just like just frustrated the hell out of him. I mean, he's getting these like anytime that the Miz actually in an argument with somebody, mm-hmm. staged or not, but I, I presume they're all staged to some degree. He destroys them. Yeah, like he just destroys. It's almost unfair to give the Miz a week or even like forty eight hours of like a head start and just be like, go make fun of L.A. Knight. It's like, no, this guy might be ending careers. This is like putting somebody in the ring with like a, like, you know, a, 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 a hooker in the seventies. No, I mean, a hooker. Mean, no, I mean, I mean, what? a guy that a guy that could that hooks a wrestler, or like an old fashioned wrestler. Oh, okay, I'm like whoa. We have no, two this is very like, different. <laughs> Okay, you know ahead. they used to they used to put you in the ring and the guy would try to like scare you away. You know the guy would try to end your career before it started. Well, I think and that's they, what this was whole thing was about, right? Like this isn't this wasn't this LA Knight sink or swim sort of moment? Like if you're really the guy that everybody's assuming you are, you should be mm-hmm. able to hang toe to toe with the Miz, and I think the Miz understands that. Like this is kind of you getting ready to yeah, but the Miz is still trying to take you down. Yes, yes. Like the Miz is not holding back, but it's a challenge though. Cena did it. 
Cena did it to everybody. Like Cena would come back and like when Roman was getting ready to be the Roman we all know and love, Cena let all the warts be shown. It's like, oh, you love this guy? Like, yeah. I I can't quit because you can't do your job was the 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 bar of bars for Cena. And I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When he went up against the rock, he's like, Well, at least I don't have my promo written on my head. Like, you're he's you're supposed to go for the jugular like you're not yeah. supposed oh, to have no, with, right. with, with, with kid clubs and how you respond to it is what judges if you're if you're ready for that spot or not and i don't know man la Knight, he he re, he held his own don't get me wrong i don't think he got completely wasted he held his own but the miz was still showing people like hey man there's levels to this and i still i got this you know uh the stuff that he said it was like basically you failed at everything that i'm great at already i was like damn i was kind of true there <laughs> you know i was like i didn't take didn't take 20 years for me to get to wwe it took me three i was like oh you're the truth like you know so um but uh, all that being said what would you what what would be if if you were in la night shoes what would be your what 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 would you say to the miz like what's the what would be your if you're you're going toe to toe with the Miz in a, like a, an insult battle, where are you going? I mean, I would I, see. Here's my thing. I get, I get real therapist with it, right? Like I try to break you down mentally and intellectually. I'd basically be like, oh, you got a ten thousand dollars suit, you got Giuseppe shoes on, you got Salvatore Ferragamo. Sounds like so much projecting because you got tiny balls. <laughs> and then I just keep going with all that type of stuff, and um, because I know I can't say, oh well. Th- I, I can't really talk down the Miz because in my eyes, the Miz is a legend. But what I can do is make fun of the stuff that's in front of me. And, you know, granted, you got all this stuff and, and you've done it for as long as you have. <sighs> it, it'll be hard for me to go up against the Miz if I'm L.A. Knight, to be honest, because to, in, in, to be frank. LA Knight's trying to be where the Miz is at right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard for me to be like, oh, well, you can't. Da, 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 da. It's like, well, well, I, well, actually. And you're if if everything works, if everything in your career lines up perfectly, you might, might get a fraction of my career. Like that's and that's the harsh truth with the Miz and LA Knight. Like, and it's not just because of talent, whatever. The Miz is been at it for longer he's been on bigger stages he's done it all yep like the fact is if everything breaks out just perfectly for you you might 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 have a 25 percent of my accomplishments in my career but if i'm la night i could just i'll just i'll just get personal and, and and therapist with you man i'll break you down mentally uh everything about that everything that you stand for that you're proud of i'll just make it seem obsolete and make it feel like hey well you got all these fancy clothes you're you got this hot wife i think the line against the miz i mean la knight's gotten to this i think the line against the miz is just like you're right you know you accomplished what i you know it took you three years to accomplish what took me 20 but you've had 20 years in wwe and you still haven't figured out a catchphrase that anybody will say out loud with you (laughs) you know you still you still haven't figured out how to get out of the mid card you know okay see all right boom but that's the thing though la night you're still in the mid card so that's uh, well he's he's trending up you know at least you can say like you know true there's some 
There's people out here. There's there's an audience full of people in front of us that are fantasy booking me in the main event at WrestleMania. I would I would you know? <laughs> I would say oh you're you're still talking about that main event of WrestleMania you you, you did 12 years ago when our yeah. president was black and we had no pandemic. It's like how <laughs> yeah. God how long ago was that? You're still on that Miz. What have you done for me lately? Like Janet yeah. Jackson would say, and I'd probably take her from there. I just take anything that he has positive to say and just turn it to a negative. I at least try to. And see if it works. Uh, LA Knight, John Cena, uh, you know, was a great special guest referee. It's good to see him in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking again to my nephew I went to SmackDown with, and he was just like, the craziest thing was seeing Cena come out, and everybody is just excited. There's not, there's no Cena sucks contingent. You know, to see that live is pretty crazy. That said, uh, what happens over the next six weeks could change a lot. You could change a reaction to the scene. It could change a whole lot, man. I mean, if he's just going to do an FU on, sorry, an attitude adjustment on somebody every week, I think the crowd's going to kind of turn on him at some point, right? I mean, we, this isn't just the victory tour. He's got to wrestle a match. He's got to do something. It's what we started the show talking about. And I will say, the way that he treated Austin Theory in their feud was not kind to Austin Theory, especially when they had their, what was it? It was the first match of the night and mm-hmm. Cena was just like, nah, I'm done, you know, yeah. like whatever. Like, I, like no, the no respect given match. At least he gave, he did give LA Knight the handshake of respect. I'm a little bit perplexed by the taking the shirt off to give the handshake. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, the referee job is over and whatever. But is that just what, big meaty men do do you got to go shirtless to show respect oh, is that how Dave. that works it'll make it'll make for a better photo op right if he had the shirt on you know oh, well that's true if he had the shirt on in the next year or two but oh yeah remember when john cena was that referee for that match with the miz like yeah that was great but now that the shirt is off in two or three or four or five years if your memory looks like they had it looks like they had a match <laughs> if your memory's a little fuzzy but oh yeah remember john cena versus la Knight? that was awesome i was like wait that never happened well the the mandela affected to us you know so cena was cena was ahead of the game there he was doing la night a cena, solid cena night five stars oh gosh <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cena versus Ellie and I could be a lot of fun. I think it will be. I think, do you think that's what they're going to do? Well, Cena said he's 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 been training and he's coming back to wrestle. He had a, he had a backstage with Kathy on uh, SmackDown and basically said like, yeah, I just want to let people know, like, yeah, I, I took. I think that they talked about it. It's like you took the shirt off and everything. It's like, yeah, you know, I took the shirt off just to let people know. You know, last time I was here, I was not in you know wrestling shape, but I've been training really hard and um, I'm I'm ready to compete. Is what he said. So I'm like, oh, okay, so he's gonna have matches. I think he'll have a match. Uh, probably on SmackDown. I don't know if he's gonna be on Raw tonight. Um, but yeah, man, he smack, is he SmackDown exclusive, right? I don't know. I don't know. He's not on the roster. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me if he just showed I up. I think when they announced, I think when they announced his return, they put just the dates of the next seven SmackDowns ah. starting on, starting in Hershey. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that, that, that'll track then. That'll track. Um, so maybe we get a little Jey Uso, LA Knight. I mean, who else? Who, who else do you care? I mean, we talked. We talked about the top of the show. Grayson Waller. I think he'll have he'll have some title match. I assume. I think something. You gotta you gotta have something in there. I think you gotta at least tease number seventeen too before he's out of here. Like whether it's against Seth, whether it's against Roman. Like I think you gotta at least, you know, talk about breaking that Ric Flair record. If they do it or not, who knows? But that's a ratings pop anywhere, or pay per view yep. pop, or a ticket. Sales pop, whatever the hell, and I think you end this whole thing with with Cena Cody, 
and have like a mega match of just huh. who's more American. They still got to get Edge. They got to get Edge back. They should have Cena go out there and call out Edge, <laughs> even as it as Edge is like traveling to Jacksonville to sign a contract. And Edge, you know, Edge is the sort of guy who would actually be like. Oh, I can't let the fans down. Man. I got to go do this. They called me out live on television. That would be some ill. That would be, I'm not going to hold you. That might be the one of the last things WWE can do to surprise me. Like Cena celebrating at the end of SmackDown, all of a sudden, Edge just concerto Cena out yeah. of nowhere. And it's like, oh my God, the rivalry uh, of all rivalries so is back one more time. And Edge is a badass again, as an evil dude. Like that. Kid. I mean, it's it is it's it's legit too, because like Edge lost out on his career. You know, he got hurt. He like missed. He obviously had to relinquish the title. Had to leave in his prime. And this whole run has been sort of reclaiming some of that. Mm. But the real thing he lost, and maybe the biggest thing, bigger than any championship, is being the historic opponent rival of John Cena. Yeah, like, and here's, a, here's like a, he gets he might be John Cena's number one rival with a with a fraction of the career he would have had yeah. had he stayed healthy. And imagine if he had stayed healthy, he would have been you wouldn't it would have been like 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 the Rock and Stone Cold. Like you couldn't say one without saying the other. I mean, there's 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 a ready built storyline of you know Edge getting this match on SmackDown that's his like twenty five year sayonara one day sort of thing and john cena gets the carpet rolled out for him every single time out you know what i mean like there's there's ready-made storylines there he already hates him you know what i mean he already hates his dad mm -hmm. you know like there's a lot there's a lot there and they kind of built smackdown like I've, I've been going back and watching like 2002 episodes of smackdown on the network and it's just wild to see all the easter eggs like watching like rookie year brock lesnar work rikishi and i'm just like mm -hmm. oh man like that's crazy you're working <laughs> the usos dad and now oh, look at funny. you guys what well, well, paul Heyman in your corner and you fast forward 20 years later and what's going on now um and but then you fast forward to some of those matches and and every single match had some sort of iteration of pre-Thugonomics John Cena, Rob Zombie Edge, Young Rey Mysterio, Eddie Chavo, and, oh, yeah. like, and, and he who, who shall not be named in, in those matches. And Kurt Angle also, right? But it was literally those six or seven guys just working matches all together. And they legitimately built this show, like almost arguably more than The Rock built the show he named it he coined the phrase obviously but when you think of smackdown in my opinion i think you think of john cena you think of edge you think of oh yeah the smackdown guys. six the smackdown six well, you know so and a, of course aj styles and of course that's the house that aj styles built yes 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 but i don't know man john cena uh, now you got me excited for a potential john cena edge uh send off right like well how far are we into the show? Oh, we're already over an hour. So, <laughs> so, so, so allow me to derail us even further. One name we haven't been mentioned, or it hasn't been mentioned for potential John Cena opponents, mm. CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, brother, I don't know when's the next time we're going to watch CM Punk wrestle. I do not know. Hills. Season three. Do you want to see him? Do you want to see Cena Punk? So uh, Cassidy Haynes finally reported out the story today about CM Punk and William Regal having an altercation or an interaction, whatever, backstage. When Regal got hired by AEW, CM Punk called him a stooge and uh, a Triple H stooge and said he didn't trust him. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when that when I first heard that story right around when it happened, it seemed like a, a not a total, terribly shocking turn of events, right? And that was sort of the old, old CM Punk. That was when Punk was like still pretty fresh and, you know, probably had a lot of resentments built up. But yeah. 
Um, this is pre-apology tour, CM Punk? Pre-apology tour. Yes. But still, you know, that I guess you got to factor that in when you're talking about potential CM Punk uh, returns to WWE. But man, it's just like, this is still Vince's company, and, and I don't mean that he has any sway over any of this, but I do think that it's the ethos of like, you know, the dollar wins out is probably still a piece of it, right? I mean, like if you're, if Triple H calls CM Punk and he's like, listen, man, I know we have our history, but let's mm-hmm. let bygones be bygones. Why don't you like, you know, how does this sound? $10 million. <laughs> you get to beat the Miz in Saudi Arabia and lose to <laughs> Roman Reigns at WrestleMania the, for $10 million. Like who says no? Not me. <laughs> two two mat two match deal. I guess I, I guess since we're talking about Cena, I should work Cena in. When and the the the, the Cena final like the final Cena versus CM Punk blowout match at SummerSlam. I'll All you got to do is promos and three matches, and you can win. You can you can <laughs> we'll we'll work the Saudi Arabia show. So if you want to go out with the victory, you can beat the Miz in Saudi Arabia after you lose to Roman Reigns and John Cena. Well, he's also he's also had some very unkind things to say about that deal as well, <laughs> those Saudi deals. So I don't know. But if this is your, gonna... but also like, come on, this is your last chance to see a pay, to see a check with that many zeros That's on it. A lot it of zeros. That's a whole lot of zeros. I'll tell you this, man. I had a lot of conversations with people over at WWE this weekend, and it definitely, uh, it's definitely a lot more. It's a lot likelier than I would like to believe that CM Punk would be back in WWE. Like, that whatever I thought, maybe before we taped on Saturday, taping today, I'm like, it's. I think it's more than a possibility that he, that he returns to WWE after, after hearing from a few folks. Um, it's probably not as this will never happen again as it was seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's ready-made storylines in there. I mean, if you're thinking of kayfabe, CM Punk kind of created the shield, right? Like, uh, yeah. he kind of created the shield, and and you know, there's a ready-made storyline with Roman and make Roman look strong, and Paul Heyman's over there also. Like, there's stuff to do, so it wouldn't necessarily shock me if it, it happens. And um. Man, I I would say if you would have asked me last week, well, you did ask me last week, and I said I'd like to see it, but I didn't think it was likely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more likely than I I I would have said I would have believed last week. Um, well, did you see CM Punk's comments about getting fired? Did he he has comments that it just dropped? No, that, that that's a true question. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he said absolutely nothing, which leads me to believe he's going on uh, another podcast. No, just leads me to believe that he's taking the potential ramifications of breaking whatever NDA he's on, you know, whatever. He's taking his future kind of seriously at the moment. That's just a guess. But I think, but it feels like he'd at least be out there like liking tweets or doing some, you know, making some underhanded, sneaky, you know, like furtive responses. But He's being careful, it feels like. Or maybe he's just not. Maybe he's just, you know, out fishing somewhere and trying to distance himself. Probably. But feels like he's being more careful than I expect him to be, which leads me to believe, based on absolutely nothing, literally nothing, that he's just being careful because there's a future. There's a future, you know, he doesn't want to jeopardize the opportunities that he might have. Uh, any more. <laughs> yeah, any more than he already has. Um, who knows? And maybe, 
maybe this is all a work and he'll be back in AEW soon. God. <laughs> God. Please, God, no. Because AEW, you know, we do this with WWE sometimes. We're like, something terrible will happen and we're just like, but it, maybe it's a work. It might know, be a work, but, bro. It might, but it might, but it, we always say, well, it's not a work. And they put out a press release from the PR department. It's a publicly traded company. They can only do, you know, you can't mess around with that stuff. AEW is not a publicly traded company. I mean, I guess you'd have to like run some stuff by the head people at Turner before you did it, but could you, they could probably fire somebody on over Twitter and have it not be real, right? Right? Listen, man, if it was a work, the first thing CM Punk needs to do when he comes back is like literally GTS Tony Khan in the middle of the ring and then run out through the crowd. <laughs> so like, oh my God, my life was in danger. <laughs> and then you just turn Tony Khan into like Vince 2.0 and just make him an on-screen character and just right just the only person CM Punk could have a rivalry with is Tony Khan. And he just comes and just puts him in the go to sleep every week and just runs out the crowd like Stone Cold. And Steve that's all Austin. he ever does. That's all he ever does, you know. <laughs> just no find no payoff in the end. That would be fantastic. Nothing. It's like, man, we gotta pay him. <laughs> it's crazy. Um oh, man. Crazy. What a week. What a I week. mean, we just did an hour and barely talked about CM Punk. So I thought that that's pretty good. Well, pretty did. good for that's a, I mean, a pretty good statement about the state of pro wrestling. Yeah. That we did. I mean, AEW's, you know, all out was so great. Payback was really good. Yeah. Um, want to do that? What, what's so what are the official top five matches of the weekend? Gosh. All right. So my official top five number one, Miro versus Hobbs. Number two, Becky Trish. I'm um, Becky. Yeah, Becky Trish. Number three, uh, Sammy KO versus Judgment Day. Number four, Takeshita Omega. Number five, I am going to go. Ooh, number five is going to be tough for me. Number five is going to be really tough for me. No, you've left out my number one. Wait, what was your number one? Danielson Starks. Oh my God, I'm bugging. Jesus, how did I forget Danielson Starks already? Um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll slide Danielson Starks into the number five spot right there. I don't know if I can number mine, but it's it's. Danielson Starks, KO and Sammy versus Judgment Day. Mm. This is not in any order. Uh, oh, man. Takeshita Omega. Moxley OC. Ah, gosh, this is it. The cage match, mm-hmm. Lynch Stratus. Miro, Miro Hobbs, and like I said, even Ron's Nakamura. It's like a three-way tie. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'll go with the cage match, but that means I'm leaving off your number one. So that, that's it's crazy. This is a good weekend of wrestling. I'll tell you, there is nothing more. There's nothing more uh, uh, about our personalities that can be more true about our number one matches <laughs> of the weekend. My my number one match was a was a meat fest. <laughs> with two guys that uh and Lana, CJ Perry, and your number one match was probably the greatest uh wrestler of, of our time and uh, a young up and comer, which is which pretty much says a lot about our wrestling taste, basically. <laughs> so there it is. I would take any of the I would take any of those matches. I mean, like the, any of those matches could have been the match of the week. Yeah, yeah. All that was and really we're, good, I mean that's man. a that's a that's a six, seven match list. All that was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, man. They had a lot. They had a lot going against them, and they really, uh, they really stepped up. So it was a great, great turnout for them. Good for them. God, it's freaking nuts. 
That all, yeah, that was, it, it was, it, that's a bonkers card. They got out of Chicago with nobody getting hurt. Nobody's, to our knowledge, nobody's in any injuries, no fans rioted. Everybody was okay. So they got out of Chicago and from my knowledge, they don't got to go back there for a while, I think. Yeah. Uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw, we got Gunther versus Chad Gable for the IC title. Ooh. That could be the match of the week. There it is. There it is. Give that one 25 minutes, man. We're a week away from the hockey meter uh, being finally uh, reached and, and and breaking the record. So it's going to be interesting. Um, speaking of Gunther uh, uh, Gable, did you catch any of the Angle documentary on Peacock? No, I haven't watched it yet. That's the one I didn't Oof. get to that. I was I barely got through the wrestling. Man, that's, um, that's, I can't wait to I can't wait to watch it. It, it looks great. It's great. It's really great. Like I, I don't know how this dude is still amongst the living but man what a what a story what a story for Kurt Angle check that out if you haven't checked it out Gunther by the way is you know T- Cena is like Instagram pictures of him <laughs> or whatever so like that's that's a that's a match that could conceivably happen although like I said it looked like Cena was specific to Raw who knows who knows when Cena gets back in gets his feet wet he might just cannonball into the Raw party too for all we know well um, if I'm Cena I, I challenge I challenge Gunther the day before that record becomes official <laughs> oh, that's great! The day before that record comes official, just bring him. What's to the SmackDown. date? September twenty, September what? Fourteenth? I feel. 24th? I feel like it's it's either next week or the week after. But like, right? Just show up on a SmackDown and just be like, you know what? For the for the sanctity of the honky talk, man, <laughs> I will I will take you on to help preserve this record. September seventh and. So to, oh, so it's next week. So how? Oh, it's three, three days. days. We got three days. That's oh, it. It's, the, it's it's now or so never. Now now maybe John Cena inter- maybe John Cena shows up right after Gunther retains against Chad Gable, and he's like, "How about one more? <laughs> Let's dun, do it." Dun, dun. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Where's Raw at tonight? What do you think? Um, it is. Let me see. I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. Go to that. I should go to that one too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> down to see Dad. Um, yeah, that could be. Pr- what would you think they would do? This is so such a weird note to end the show on. What if John Cena shows up after going to retain tonight, and he's like September September seventh? He re- he he is the new record holder, or he ties the record. I think he'd be or, the new. Or record is it impossible holder. to do the match? What if he just popped up and he was like. Wednesday is the last day for you to break your streak. <laughs> Let's do you versus me one one match on Peacock Wednesday night. Tuesday night tight Titans. You're doing it on Bring NXT. it back for one night. <laughs> Just do it the next day. Mm-hmm. How big? How with, with how many people would watch that? Oh, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I watch. Everybody watches, right? Would that be? They should do that just as an experiment. What is a one night? Yeah. Two like with two days, one or two days of warning. Mm. A one match pay per view. PLE, not a pay-per-view. A one-match PLE. John Cena versus Gunther. Damn, I think you, that could be huge. Would you watch a one-match PLE? I would, I'd definitely I'd be more would. eager to watch a one-match PLE. I would PLE. definitely watch that. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. Just just a 45-minute show. Fill in yeah. the arena. Just be like, all right. We just got one match tonight, people. <laughs> Better get there on time. Why are we... Yeah, I mean, it's not like they need to stack a card to get everybody... I mean, I guess you need to stack a card to get people in the arena. Yeah. But 
I, mean, I don't know. Let's just do it. I mean, what would the which do it on like a aircraft carrier again or something? You know, you don't need to sell seats. Do it. Do it in the, the performance center, yeah, man. Yeah. Just just go down to Florida, bang it out there. You know. Yeah. One match. You could probably. You could probably get. I mean, Charlotte's a good wrestling town. They could probably. If, well, I guess you have to rent out the arena. But if they were just like do the Civic Center or something, <laughs> they still have. They play where the, they do it where the Bobcats play. The place where the Hornets used to play is still a standing arena. Okay. Okay. And, and not a lot of happens there. It's like you know second tier concerts and like cow competitions and stuff. <laughs> you know, like they could just go down there. I'm sure, and just, they they could. They could have 10,000 people line up for that. 5,000 at least, right? Hey, John Cena said he's going to be there. One night PL or one match PLEs on random nights. This is the th- this is my pitch for the future. Oh, why not? Why not? Who could do it? There's only like 10 people on earth that can do that. The 10,000 seat venue, one match. <laughs> yeah. Come well, I guess it'd have to be smaller venues. They, I guess you could go smaller. Probably. Get some cow palaces, some some you know, rodeo arenas. You do it at Terminal Five theaters. <laughs> Terminal Five would be great. Yeah. Let's just do it. Why not? Do a little just, and just, who cares? Do a paid attendance. Just get people and hand out tickets. Get them in there. It could be huge. That was my original or, idea for Wally Mania, by the way. What my original idea was to concert party and one mega match. And then we oh, build yeah. we build a ring in the, in the middle of the place and just have a match. But there's so many legalities. It's just. An impossible thing for me to pull off. Well, to, yeah, to have hour. a real to, to have to have a <laughs> to have a shoot fight and then no, uh, yeah, no, you gotta have you gotta have the EMTs there. You gotta have the the, the athletic commission has to be involved. It would have been a shoot fight, but there was definitely a few guys that were interested in 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 doing uh, uh working a, a a match when we were uh, working with MLW and Court Bauer and mm-hmm. sort of trying to like combine the Wiley Mania MLW powers. It was supposed to be like a party slash wrestling show and there'll probably be like one or two matches or something like that but yeah, nobody wants to sweat and party and smell <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot going on <laughs> yeah i guess you're right well anyway this has been a very sweaty episode of the mass man <laughs> very show. sweaty um we got through a lot today thank you guys for doing this kaz you want to get your plugs in um catch me on uh count it points bet powered by uh fanatics a fanatics experience every monday tuesday and thursday on the points bet app um say less we can't Loki and rosie coming back very soon uh thank you guys for being so patient with us and uh yeah man i mean right now i'm chilling but basketball season's about to start back up so you'll catch me a lot on msg networks catch me a lot with the knicks catch me a lot with a lot of uh, basketball content coming down the pipeline uh if you like my wrestling stuff so appreciate y'all and uh appreciate y'all uh listening to the show as always yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this thank you as always, to Sue Brutus for Brian H. Waters. Um, what's your number one match of the weekend? I'm biased. Trish and uh, Becky Lynch. I was about to say, I see a shirt, bro. Like, I think it's pretty <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to catch. <laughs> it's got the thank you, Trish yeah. on it. Yeah, it looks like it. But Danielson <laughs> is my favorite wrestler of all time. And it was to see him there and to get him and Ricky Starks, that was everything. So, but I'm gonna roll with uh Trish and Becky. Just because I've been waiting Solid for this. Song. Yeah, that it was. God, it was so good. Um, shout to Joey Stark. It's Joey Stark, by the way. She looked. She was. She did. She played her role perfectly. Even the post match stuff, everything. She's. I saw more from her in this feud than I expected, and she really impressed me. She's really, really good. Um, 
yeah, man, what a freaking weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Again, thanks again to Brian H. Waters, our producer. Thank you to Kaz. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, humanoids. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.